0: teaching on the heart. Uh, Last time we talked about your heart and and how the sinful nation of flesh has access to it because we have evil in our heart. And if we're not obedient to God, then the sinful nature will interact with the evil that's in our heart. And our emotions are so powerful, they get stronger and stronger Then we we give into it. And that's when conception takes place and we give birth to sin. I want to have a look at, at Psalm 7 and verse... 14 to 17. He who is pregnant with evil and conceives trouble gives birth to disillusionment. He who digs a hole and scoops it out falls into the pit he has made. The trouble he causes recoils on himself. His violence comes down on his own head. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness and will sing praises to the name of the Lord Most High. The way we used to say it in the world, but goes around comes around. The way the Bible says it, whatever you sow, that shall you reap. And um, but when you start reacting in the realm of the spirit, you are training your heart to live in the spirit. And I've done this all my Christian life. I'm not perfect at it, but I keep working at it. And there's times when I've come across somebody and they've said something that should really offend me, and I reacted in the right way because my heart had been trained that way. But then I go home. And I get thinking about what he said, and I can get mad. (laughs) And I realize, though, it's the grace of God, because I've trained my heart to react a certain way by always loving, always forgiving, humbling myself. Doesn't mean I'm perfect at it, but you get to the point where you subconsciously just do the right thing because your heart's been trained that way, but you can go home and then think about it and get really mad because the flesh will rise up. Why? Because you're thinking about it. And the longer you think about it, that flesh will still rise up with that anger. So we got to train ourselves, but I'm not, I'm I'm past the point where I would just automatically react and tell them off or hit them or slap them back or something like that. So, but it's a process I had to work through. All right, let's look at Galatians chapter 5 here. And we're going to learn some more things. I'm just making you more aware of your heart and the way your heart works and making you aware of things, but again, you, you have to make this your own. Galatians chapter 5, oh, would i love to teach on that. He talks about freedom in Christ. Again, that's a, a we have a freedom in Christ, but to pure in heart, all things are pure, but we're not free. We're still bound by all these evil things, and we're allowing the sinful nature to work in our hearts. We are not free, but we can't work our way out of it without the help of Jesus, the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit, and His grace. All right, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. (laughs) This is a guaranteed victory. This is a spiritual law. Romans chapter 8 says, The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin. Sin brings death, as we read in James. We, we give into it, we give into the sinful nature, and when we give in, sin is conceived, and sin happens, and sin, when it's full grown, brings death. But if we walk in the Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, this is a spiritual law. It works every time. Same as the law of gravity. If I take this cup, And let go of it it's going to fall it's a law there are spiritual laws that are guaranteed they work every time because God's kingdom is based on them and there is a law that if we walk in the spirit we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh see living this new life is the only way we can have victory over this old life and over the negative things in our heart and as we live this new life we start to grow in Christ Jesus and the evil in our heart gets less and less because this new life gets stronger and stronger. But it's a continual process that goes on all our life, which is sanctification. Working out your salvation of fear and trembling. All right. For what the sinful nature desires, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit. They are opposite. You have the life in God in you, the nature of God, but you have the nature of evil, the nature of the devil, the life of the devil in your flesh. This is why flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Now, us living here in this evil world, we live with evil around us all the time. So we have experienced evil, but through all of that evil, we are going to live by faith and work out our salvation in fear and trembling. And what God will have before him eventually is a being that stands before him that has an experiential knowledge of evil, and by faith has lived through it and overcome and will never, ever turn against him again because we know what evil is. I don't want to go back to that old life. Jesus is much, much better. I would never turn against him. And once I get my resurrected body and I'm with Jesus and I'm ruling reign with him, why would I ever want to turn again? Because I remember all this evil and how horrible it was. So everything here is a test of our faith in jesus working out our salvation and it's going to have an effect on our eternal destiny our position with him remember only those that overcome are going to rule and reign with him not everything is a given it's already been given to us but we have to do our part or it doesn't mean too much for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature they are in conflict with each other they are opposites so that you do not do what you want you do not do what you want because these two natures are struggling. You want to do what is right, that sinful nature rises up. You want to do what is evil, the Holy Spirit quickens some scriptures to you and convicts you. No, don't do this. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You're not under the law of sin and death, you're under grace. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry that's putting anything in your life ahead of God could be finances it could be anything witchcraft hatred discord jealousy this all is incited by the sinful nature and if we before we were saved we gave into that and that became a part of our lives that became a part of our heart because we had willingly given into it, now that evil has come into our heart. We were born with some of it, but it depends how we reacted to situations in life, but if we didn't know God, we didn't understand the scriptures, we didn't understand what Jesus accomplished for us, we automatically reacted out of the emotions of our heart, and these things became worse and worse. Discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, this is all from the flesh. Dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. God is very specific about this; He loves us, he's died for us, he's given us everything He wants us to respond. When I look at what Jesus did for him, like how could I not live for him it's when all is said and done everything in this world is done, we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth, Jesus is going to come down here, he's going to rule for a thousand years, then we're going to have eternity, you know, in the end, all we have is what we have done for Jesus, our relationship with him, because this whole world system is going to be destroyed, you won't be trying to get ahead by earning money and, and walking on people and All the world's way, all of that is going to disappear. He's going to rule with a rod of iron. Wow. But the fruit of the Spirit, see, which one are you being controlled by? Do you have those selfish ambitions? Do you still have fits of rage? Do you still have jealousy? You know why we're jealous? Because we're full of rejection. We want what the other person wants because we think they're happy. And we want that, so we're jealous of what they have. These are all emotional problems which we're going to get into. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. That's a big one there, faithful. Are you going to be faithful to the Word, faithful to Jesus? Because He is faithful even when we're not. Gentleness and self-control. See, all of this is the fruit of the Spirit. This is what is in your born-again spirit. You have all the self-control you need in your born-again spirit, but you have to exercise it. You have to learn to control yourself, and that's a process of gaining that self-discipline and controlling yourself. Um, You have all the love that you need. This is the sacrificial love of God, that that love that will love your enemies. You have all the love that you need in your born-again spirit. It is perpetual life. You will never run out. love you will never run out of patience it's still there you may run out in your own heart but your spirit will never run out of patience this is why Jesus said go the extra mile someone forces you to go one go another mile he's stretching us he's getting us to develop more patience he's getting us to develop more self-control see we're being tested keep stretching yourself because you can't have this new life until you get all of that rid of that old life you can't put new wine into an old wineskin we got to stretch that wineskin we got to stretch our hearts Jesus said if you love those that love you what benefit is it to you even sinners do that see if I just love you when you love me then I'm only living out of the goodness that's in there but that is not dealing with the wickedness that's there also I have to go beyond myself when you irritate me I'm gonna love you I'm gonna go the extra mile I'm gonna turn the other cheek see now I'm stretching my heart into an area where it hasn't been but when I do that then that life that's in my born-again spirit I'm walking in the spirit becomes a part of my heart through that experience Against such things there is no law those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature in its passions and the desires we have to crucify the flesh in other words we have to put off the old self put on a new self we have to die to ourselves we have to be determined that we're not going to let the flesh work at our life. I am dead to it, it's dead to me. It's a two-way death. Paul said, I was crucified on the world, it's crucified unto me. I'm dead to the world, I have no more desires for that, and it cannot tempt me anymore. See, this is what Jesus accomplished on the cross, but if we don't think that way, then we're not going to be able to act that way. And if we will think that way because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross, then by faith, the power of God is going to be released in our hearts. That life of God is going to be released in our hearts because of our faith, and we are going to overcome the problem. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. The book of James, chapter 3, 4, it talks so much about all these things in your heart and the, the power of the tongue and your tongue and how it's such a small item and it sets on... Uh, uh, it's like a small spark that could set a whole forest on fire and it, it sets on fire the rest of our life because of what we speak, it's going into our heart, it's getting established in our heart, we live out of our heart and, and our emotions and all these things, so we have to discipline ourselves to live by faith, not by our emotions, so that we can get the victory in our heart and then we're walking in the spirit. Let's look at uh, Galatians 6, verses 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit from that Spirit will reap eternal life, which is the very life of God. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of God. Um, I want to also read here verse 11. Let's read on here. See what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. Those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ not even those who are circumcised obey the law yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your flesh may I be- never boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything what counts or the only thing that counts is a new creation the only thing that counts is the new birth this life that we have in our born again spirit because that is the source of our life, that's the source of our strength. It is a guaranteed victory to become holy. We've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness, if we will apply these truths. But see, if we understand how our heart, heart works, now we can be on guard. Because we find there's times where, where even as a pastor, I, I've gotten upset and I got thinking about something, and I got madder and madder, and then all of a sudden, whoa, I'm so angry, this is not good. And then I I forgave that person and I prayed for them until all the anger left. See, this is how I guard my heart. I have to do something. I have to forgive them from the heart. I have to love for them, pray for them until that anger leaves. This is how I guard my heart constantly. And this is how I train my heart to walk in the Spirit. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, even to the Israel of God. So the only thing that counts is this new creation. It all comes back to our born-again spirit, that new life, how to appropriate that new life into our heart, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That's the goal of our faith. That's the purpose of faith. That's the purpose why Jesus died so that we could have this new wonderful life. Romans 8, I'm sorry, verses 1 to 4. Talks about life through the spirit. Talks about living in the spirit. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus no condemnation jesus did not come to them the world he came to save the world we have been credited with right standing because we believe that jesus paid for our sins so there's no condemnation in christ jesus but if we're not living in christ jesus if we sin our heart can condemn us because our heart now is influenced by our born again spirit and if we do something terrible our own heart will condemn us god will not condemn us We're going to teach about that later, how to deal with condemnation. We must repent, of course, but it's good that our heart condemns us because we've offended our God, so then we need to... But God is not condemning us. He's still there for us. He's always there for us. we just got to run back to Him. We'll teach that later. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life, the law of the Spirit of life, walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's a law like the law of gravity. It is a guaranteed victory. If you will persevere through that trial, you will have a guaranteed victory. You know, and and if you don't, you're going to have to go through that trial again because God loves you and he wants you to grow up. And if you respond to that trial properly and you grow in faith, then other trials will come because you have to keep growing in faith. But there's lots of joy, lots of, you know, there's a season for everything. But if we don't respond properly, then we have to go through that trial again. Then we go through it again. Then we go through it again. And we just keep going around that mountain in the wilderness because we don't understand what God is trying to do in our hearts or how to cooperate. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do and that it was weakened by the sinful nature. See, we didn't have the new birth. We only had the law. The law says, do not do this. The sinful nature says, you're not telling me what to do. See, it's very rebellious. And um, if churches aren't teaching you how to live this new life, how to appropriate what Jesus has done for you on the cross, and you're not living this life, then they resort to telling you how to live. And it becomes law and legalism. There's a lot of law and legalism in the body of Christ, Because they can understand grace with their head, but again, you know, this is what we do with our children. Instead of teaching them God's ways, we tell them what they have to do. God did by sending his own son for what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be sin offering. I want you to understand that under law and legalism, if you're trying to be good to please God, there isn't really any, on your own strength, there isn't really any power in it. Because you have to understand you're already accepted God. is already pleased you've accepted Jesus. Now allow him to work through your life. That's the key. Wow, we'll we'll talk about that later too. Um, And so he condemns sin in sinful man. Because Jesus died for us and given us a new life, and we have victory through this new life, sin has been sentenced to death in our flesh, but we have to appropriate the victory by faith. But it's a guaranteed victory. (laughs) See, the key to victory is realizing you already have the victory. You just have to implement it. See, you have to work out your salvation. It's like the math problem. The answer's there. You just have to figure it out and do it. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. Wow, the righteous required law of the law might be fully met in us. That we can fully fulfill the law. Here's another point I need to bring in here. I realize how all this works. I realize what's in me. I realize what God has done for me. I love Jesus. The only way I can love my enemies is because I love Jesus. So I do not keep the law. That might shock you see I live from a position of victory of who I am in Christ Jesus what Jesus has done for me and in submission to him because I love him and love my enemies now through the power of this new life I fulfill the law that's different than keeping it keeping it is I'm, I'm trying to obey the law I'm under law and legalism but in the power of the spirit of the new life now Understanding all that and how it works, and I cooperate that now I'm fulfilling the law by the power of the Holy Spirit in me, and Jesus helping me to do it because he works in me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to the Spirit. Wow, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires set on what that nature desires but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires the mind of sinful man is death spiritual death separation from God but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace the sinful mind is hostile to God it is against what God wants it's hostile to God it's rebellious I'm gonna do my thing I'm gonna do it my way it does not submit to God's law nor can it do so those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God it is impossible you however are controlled not by the sinful nature but by the Spirit the Spirit of God lives in you and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ he does not belong to Christ but if Christ is in you your body is dead because of sin and if you walk in the spirit you will bring a reality Of that death to that sinful nature because it has been condemned to death by this new life that we have been given it is condemned to death it is sentenced to death it cannot live in us any longer if we will implement this victory in our life yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness because of right standing we are born again and our spirit is alive and the body is sentenced to death the sinful nature is sentenced to death but we must live this life this new life and if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you the key to that is living the new life if you live in the in the spirit wow if young people could get a hold of this you know i was 33 years old when i came to back to christ and my life was so messed up i had to work through all this but if, if young people in the church, before they get all messed up, before they become teenagers and rebel, if they were taught these principles and lived this by faith, wow, That they would have just such a wonderful life. What I'm trying to say is this works for everyone, and, and we don't want to go through a bunch of sin to realize grace. <laughs> we can live this without going through sin, but... We have to be careful that we're not getting religious in the process. So this is so powerful a concept. So we walk in the spirit all of our life. With long life, I will satisfy you. Well, that's dependent on living in the spirit. But if we walk in the spirit, you know, if we do this all our life, then I believe when you're 70, you'll have the energy of a 50-year-old and look like you're 50 because it's bringing life, because you're cooperating with that eternal life that is in you, which is the very life of God. But Paul says, um, I have been crucified with Christ. This is our identity with Christ. It comes out in Romans chapter 6. We we, uh, we were crucified with Christ, we died with Christ, we were buried with Christ, we were raised in newness of, of life with Christ, and we were seated with Christ in heavenly places. That is all true in the spiritual realm because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And so, again, that's a privileged position because we believe in Jesus. But I'm, I'm teaching you about your heart and how to incorporate this into your heart and into your life so that the reality of the life of God may become real in your heart where you experience him all the time and every day. It is so imperative. Romans 12 and 2 says you be transformed by the renewing of your mind the renewing of our mind our mind has to be renewed to the kingdom and what Jesus accomplished for us and how it's supposed to work in our lives and your mind is not really renewed until you think that way all the time and so as your mind is renewed and you work it into your heart by faith now your heart starts to think that way all the time and so now you have mind renewal but it's a process where we train ourselves to live that way, we're, we're changing our heart, we're changing the, what's in our hearts, we're, we're dealing with all the evil that's in there, all the hurts, all the negative things, so that we can grow in Him. But if we don't think that way, we will not be able to live that way. There's so much about our thought life, and I want you to be aware of your thought life, where those thoughts are coming from your heart, and why are they there? When you're angry, why am I angry? What do I have to deal with in my heart? If, if I'm uh, under conviction, why am I under conviction? What do I have to change? If I'm under condemnation, what did I do? What, what do I have to do to straighten it out? Because everything is going to affect your heart if you don't deal with it properly. But we have a guaranteed victory. As I've said before, the key to victory is to know that you already have the victory. Because now it's just a faith proposition and overcoming and learning to control your emotions, because we have all the self-control we need in our born-again spirit. Everything that is there, everything that we need is already there, and it's a guaranteed victory. I, um, yeah, we're going to end there. I just want to encourage you in this again. This teaching is 35 years of living it, practicing it, Uh, Haven't arrived. and and i realize i still have so far to go because jesus is so wonderful so beautiful Um, but like paul we need to press on we need to live to where we've attained and then press on for the mark of the high calling i don't ever want to go backwards so i'm going to live at where i at the level i've attained but i keep pressing on to become more like jesus all the time if i don't have that attitude i'm automatically going to go backwards because my flesh will interact but the evil that's still in my heart and start pulling me back and pulling me back so we have to keep growing it's a disciplined lifestyle but oh it's so wonderful because everything else falls into place if we will do this otherwise if we don't live this way then these are just words in a book these are wonderful promises we keep wanting them we keep believing god for them we keep asking for them but they don't manifest in our lives because we're not living the life that will bring the promises so again Guard your heart with all diligence. God bless you. Father, I just pray for everyone now that this would become a revelation within their hearts, that your kingdom would be released, that you would speak to each and every heart, give them the grace, the understanding that they need to work out their salvation, as each and every heart is different. Everybody's been through everything. But uh, bless them, Father, in their lives so that they would come to know you better. But I'm going to. Keep encouraging you. Come back to these teachings. We got so many more. It'll all keep ministering to your heart and uh, it'll keep growing and you become more aware of things. Thank you for now.